Frank, everybody. Um, yeah. Wow. Welcome back to the Friday Night Podcast for Friday, May 14th, 2021. It is 9.30 a.m. in the morning. I'm still pretty damn tired, you know? Yep, I am. But, uh, gotta do this podcast because I want to get it out of the way. And, um, yeah, to, to, to today's going to be, I, I'm going to try something, right? Um, <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it's, uh, well, basically I started my own Reddit, you know, I'm now on Reddit and, um, yeah, I just kind of want to, you know, use it for the podcast, for podcast purposes. And, um, yeah, that's basically what it is. That's all it is, everybody. Um, anyways, so, you know, it, it'll be, it's just for podcast purposes only and, and for my own amusement, I guess, but, uh, um, and I'll, I'll tell you in a bit, I'll tell you a bit later what I mean by that. Um, you guys will find out very soon. So, but first of all, do you like that intro? The William Tell Overture from A Clockwork Orange. And if you have seen A Clockwork Orange, and if you remember that scene, <laughs> then, uh, then uh, kudos to you, you know. Um, it's a giant sex scene, basically. Right. Oh, yeah. It was epic. <laughs> the way it was shot, just, uh, you know, everything, um, what's that called? Like in uh, super speed? Gosh, I swear, my brain is not where it's at. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm doing this a bit, early, a bit too early, but um, I don't know. <laughs> that, I love that scene. I love the song and the scene just makes it funny to me um, the, that, that the music is used for a sex scene and a really pretty big one you know it's not an orgy it was a threesome kind of just watch the film all right uh, I don't need to explain everything um, such a great film can't wait to watch it again I gotta watch it again absolutely but um, <clears throat> Oh, this is what I heard, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, her show is ending, uh, you know, she, she's ending it, um, after, what, na 19 years or so, it's a pretty damn long time, you know, in 2022, uh, yeah, you know, she's had a, quite a bit of controversy behind her, um, She's also made some questionable comment, comments by saying um, um, toxic workplace allegations are misogynistic. I don't. I, ne I never got like people who were into Ellen. I never got it. I mean, she was I, uh, but I never watched her. I was like, 
Really? That's funny. I don't know. I just never could. I, I just never was able to get into her show, you know. But let me tell you this, though. Uh, the Oscar monologue that she did, I really enjoyed that one. That's a that was a really really good monologue in my opinion. Just type in Ellen DeGeneres' eighty sixth Oscar opening, has over thirty two million views. God damn! Oh, she did another one in two thousand seven, so that was actually her second one. But I'm talking about the two this the I don't eighty sixth Oscar opening, which is for the year two thousand fourteen. Right, and that was actually a good monologue. I enjoyed that, and I thought she was funny in that. But um, yeah, she, she did. She, she you know she she broke a couple of people's balls, and I I love that type of stuff. You know, uh, as it should be. Right, just you're doing your job, you're doing fine. Uh, but but as far as her show goes, I don't know. It felt just a bit childish, but also not funny I don't know it's just something about her show that, that just that didn't work for me but hey it worked for so many other people uh, good for them uh, well not anymore because her show is ending uh, I wonder whether she's gonna get a new contract maybe gonna do a, a show at like over there at H, you know on HBO Max I mean maybe right I don't know possibly uh, let me let me let me see how old Ellen is, you know, because age obviously plays a huge role in all of that. Ellen DeGeneres is sixty three years old, and she will be sixty four uh, when uh, the show is done with. Hmm. She, hmm. I don't know. She might do something for a couple more years, and then completely retire. Yeah, I, I don't see Ellen, you know, making it until, like, she's, like, 80. As far as, like, her shows go, I think she's going to retire at 70 max. I don't think she's going to go past that. And, honestly, 70 is old enough. But, you know, I don't know. I never got the appeal of the of the Ellen DeGeneres show. But, um... I don't know. <laughs> oh, you, you guys want to talk about some football? And I'm talking about the real football that Americans are calling soccer for some reason. Because it is football, whatever. Uh, let's talk about 20-year-old Erling Haaland. Let's talk about that guy. Because um, he's been on fire for the past, what, two, three seasons? And uh, he, I can't believe he's twenty, dude. The, the the guy's only what? He is. Hold on. He's about. He's less than two weeks older than me. Less than two weeks older than me. I'm just like, dude. The the things he has achieved in his life already. Now I feel old. I genuinely feel old now because every single time I used to be used to watch like television I was like yeah yeah that dude's older than me you know I'm still I still have a you know long life ahead of me right and now I see people on TV doing their job 
that are older or than me, uh, that, that are my age or even younger than me. And I'm just like, dude, what the heck am I doing? I'm just doing a podcast and freaking staying at home and getting all chubby and blah, blah, blah. Speaking of chubby, actually, I, I during Ramadan, now it's over, you know, I, absolutely. So Eid Mubarak, everybody. Um, but I lost about three kilos, yeah, which is about six, six and a half pounds, a little over six and a half pounds. And, um, yeah, so I, I went down from 82 kilos to 79, you know, so that's pretty good actually. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even eating like I was uh, trying to lose weight. No, I was actually, uh, some days like just pushing myself so freaking hard and I was eating unhealthy food when I could during Ramadan. So, and I still lost three kilos. Um, yeah, so, so. And I even put this up into one of my Instagram stories because I was like, hey, maybe, uh, heck, I'll read it out. Uh, I'll read it out for the people who didn't see it. Right. What are you guys going to freaking remember an Instagram story? Like, really? Are you that pathetic? So, um, now I know this is, isn't the biggest weight loss, but considering... When I had the chance to eat, I went totally ballistic or ballistics and ate a crazy amount of food. I think this is an acceptable result. By the way, I'm reading off here. Um, oh yeah, and on top of that, I stayed at home for the entire time. You guys know that, that's no surprise to you, is it? And ate unhealthy food pretty much for the entirety. So if you wanna lose weight fast, only have one meal a day. I strongly, strongly, uh, urge you guys to do that one meal a day no chocolate no sweets just one meal a day and eat, eat some fruits you know eat healthy go out at least once a day and you will lose a lot of a lot of weight in no time you don't need to have two two meals a day certainly not three three un are unnecessary you, you never eat dude there's no dude there, there's no reason why you would ever have to um, have three freaking meals a day. It's a, it's totally it's overkill. It is right unless you like hiking for the entire day. You know, then I'd get it. But uh, if you, it all depends on how, how many calories you burn and how much you eat at that one in that at that one meal. You know that that's. That's also a very, very decisive factor. Um, yeah, but, but the only reason why I, why I even posted this was because, you know, was to p potentially and hopefully motivate some people to actually take care of their body. And I actually mean this, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. People are, are like, oh, what? No, because I posted this. You know, it's kind of like celebrities doing their, oh, like, candidate presidential candidate endorsements you know um which is also pretty unnecessary really i mean well i'm in a position now where i feel like there's so many people listening to me and i can change lives so i would really endorse this candidate because i'm a celebrity and that's what i need to do right i mean um 
Yeah, whatever. Whatever, dude. I mean, come on. Summer is coming and people will want to walk around topless. You don't want to look like a fat tub of shit. So, you want to look presentable. So, what you want to do is freaking lose weight. Alright? Do that and it should be fine. Alright, that's the end of the story. Absolutely. Now, it's perfectly fine if you, um... I don't know. Just... Just want to stay fat. It's perfectly fine. I don't care. Um... It's your decision, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. yeah. Just, just your decision. If you want to stay a fat tub of shit, like I was. It, okay, I wasn't. That, that, that's a bit reaching here. Because <laughs> I'm actually quite. Or relatively tall, so so you might be like, what, 82 kilos? That's a heck of a lot. What, you fat tub of shit? No, no, no. I'm, I'm about six foot of one and a half. What, at like, which is like, what, 186 meters, 187? Um, that's quite tall, yeah. I think it is. And 82 kilos, that, that's not fat. But if I was, if I was only like, what, fifth, uh, freaking... Um, I don't know, five foot five, and uh, weighed like two hundred pounds. Now that <laughs> would be fat, absolutely. Uh, I mean, imagine, jeez. I mean, come on, five foot five, two hundred pounds. God damn. Um, but yeah. But but you know, I I, I was unhappy with my body, definitely, absolutely, and uh, I lost weight. Now, I'm still not happy with the shape of my body. I'm not. No, heck no. Uh, I'm actually really pissed when I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this shit, right? When, I, when I'm looking at the fat on my stomach. And it really is there. There's fat on my belly and on the sides. The sides, dude, they're, they're the worst. Um, gotta get them fixed. <laughs> uh, and gotta work out again. I've been trying... You know, I got so frustrated at the end of Ramadan that a um, couple of days before it ended, I was like, you know what? Let me just do some shadow boxing. I had to do it. I really had to do it. So, so I did a little bit of an intense. It felt intense at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, and um, I did that and obviously was not able to drink anything. Um, but it was my choice because I was like, dude, I cannot look at myself in the mirror and then be like, hey, your life's gonna go away at some point. No, I have to do something about it, you know? And, uh, well, the consequence was, uh, I got, uh, I got sore muscles after that. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Or is it mus muscle ache? Is that a, is that the word? Muscle ache. Um, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. And, um, actually some really intense one. You know, I see that I've been having this muscle ache for like three days now. I'm not joking. I still have it. I, I really, I really do. <laughs> Dude, I'm so out of shape. It's so ridiculous. This is the worst shape of my life.
that I've ever been in. You know, that's unbelievable. Just wow. But hey, uh, I think I'm 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 gonna want to go down to about seventy seven kilos or seventy five. I feel like seventy five is actually really good for me. Right. Because then, then kind of my belly evens itself out, you know, uh, don't need to do anything. And then I can actually get shredded, right? Because that's what I've, I've been planning for so many years <laughs> to become shredded uh, or to get shredded. Um, I don't know. I, I, I got to do that at some point. Come on. I'm, I'm young now. Dude, there's no way that when I'm like 50... And then, 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 uh, that I'll be like, oh, dude, I still haven't gotten shredded in my entire life yet, but this time around, I'm gonna do it. Um, no. This is my time. This is my physical prime. The, 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 the time where my, where I'm in the, should be in my best physical condition because my body is in its prime and it should look the best that it could ever look you know at around 20 25 you know that's the best best time for your body you're a fully evolved adult and um before you start losing it you know before you start getting wrinkles everywhere and start getting fatter and everything is sagging down this is to the time to work out like a motherfucker you know absolutely so I should freaking do something with that and uh, going back to the Erling Haaland thing uh, dude I mean what this guy is pretty damn intense he's I don't know what's up with that dude like I mean, he's just young. The thing is, so many people are, are acting like he's going to become like, oh, he's 20 years old now. You know, rem like, think about how great he's going to be when he's like 25. Dude, you don't know whether he's going to get better. And that's the thing about sports. You don't know <clears throat> with these athletes when they're physical what their physical prime is you don't know whether they will still get better or whether they will decline you don't know that heck no um i mean come on dude uh you know what if he gets injured a lot you know Let, let's uh, take a very um popular example i guess uh, my favorite player of all time fernando torres he was so freaking great over there at Atletico Madrid first, and then he went over to uh, Liverpool. And at Liverpool, he was an absolute monster. He was the best striker in the world. Um, and just, just scoring goals like crazy. However, injuries took him out of the game. So many injuries. And it wasn't like super long-lasting injuries, no. Um, 
it was actually, and I think this is even worse, it was so many small injuries. But if you have so many small injuries lined up, they take you out of that rhythm. Whereas with some plays, or most plays, when they come off a long injury, yes, it does take quite a while to get back into the game and get fit again and all of that, right? Get back into the rhythm. But usually, they don't get injured for, for another one. You know, yeah. But with Fernando Torres, for instance, he had many small... Uh, when I say small injuries, I'm talking like injuries that take him out of the game for like two or three, uh, maybe maybe even four weeks or three and a half weeks, whatever. Um, and when you have so many piled up, um, that, that's even worse because you're playing, you get injured, you've been taken out, out of the game, you get back into the, you get got to get back in shape, you got to get back into training gotta get fit again then you get injured again then you lose lose your progress progress you regress again during your injury and um, then you gotta get back into it when you're out of there again and uh, or in there in the freaking on the on the pitch and uh, then you get injured again it's it's so much worse because you get taken out of that rhythm now, I'm just guessing here. All right, I'm no expert. I have no freaking idea. Now, I'm just saying um, that Fernando Torres is an example who did not, unfortunately, um, play all that well after the age of, like, what, 26, 27, when he moved over to Chelsea. Now, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, well, it was Chelsea. Should She should have stayed at, over there at Liverpool, but... We gotta think back to Torres at Liverpool in this final season. He wasn't even the same Fernando Torres anymore. It's just the injuries that took him out uh, of the rhythm, and he just couldn't find back into it. Um, and uh, then he went over to Chelsea. It's a new system, yeah, but I think a uh, 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 prime Fernando Torres would have had no problem with that whatsoever because a, a, a player as talented as he was back in the day. Uh, would have, would, have, would have done an excellent job, but it's just the injuries, the constant injuries. Now, I'm not saying, don't misinterpret me here. I'm not wishing that on Erling Haaland whatsoever. I hope he has a great career. I truly do. As he seems to uh, have uh, quite a bit of potential, and he's already so freaking great, so I wish him all the best. I truly do. Um, and uh, yesterday... He won the, what would you call it, the National Cup, the DFB Pokal. I don't know what what, what, what would you would DFB Pokal trophy, the DFB pro, tro, trophy. I don't know, dude. Um, I really don't know. Uh, oh gosh, now all these articles are in German. German Cup Final. Okay, that, that's what they're called, evidently. According to this one article uh, by GiveMeSports.com. Okay. Um, wow. <clears throat> I mean, dude, check this out. 
The Borussia Dortmund striker has been scoring goals for fun all season and he went into Thursday's, Thursday night's DFB Pokal okay, okay, final versus RB Leipzig uh, with um, 37 to his final, to his name in just 38 appearances in all competitions. So in all 38 games this season, he scored 37 times. Now that is highly impressive. Absolutely. And um He was good man. What can I say? Uh I didn't watch the game, I just saw a goal and I think it was his. <laughs> um But yeah but the, the dude is pretty much he's pretty great. Uh but don't you know, don't get it twisted. Robert Lewandowski is still the best striker slash best player in the world. Um, right now, I don't know best player. That's that's always the thing. Like he's the best goal machine in the world. All right, the most effective one, and um, goals win games, obviously. But I, I, like if I if I had like the, I I guess the um, if I had to decide which player is better, Rob Lewandowski or uh, Neymar, I would go with Neymar. Yeah, because when I think of better, I think of, I think a lot about dribbling and, um, you know, just just the the presence of a player on a on the pitch, and Neymar is pretty much everywhere. I mean, really, sometimes he's over there dribbling. <laughs> um, I mean, he's dribbling everywhere, absolutely, and he, he can be found everywhere. He know he wants the ball. He knows where the ball is. He finds space. He he finds space where to walk in, makes the right moves, and um, knows where to play the ball too. I mean, he he's just such an intelligent player. Um, whereas with Lewandowski, he's a pretty good dribbler. Yes, but he's mostly just a great finisher that's really what it is he's a, he's, a, he's a pretty damn good finisher yeah and um when it comes to scoring goals in his goal in his striker position he is there and he is there to finish the job but i just don't when we're talking about the, a better player mm, I think there's more to that than just scoring goals because that would be super unfair for uh, quite unfair for midfielders and uh, super unfair for um, <laughs> uh, defenders and of course uh, goalkeepers um, right but so that that's why I don't know it's just I mean Lewandowski he I, I'll say this he deserves the Ballon d'Or, absolutely, he should get it this year, 100%. But he is not the best player in the world. No, he is not. Robert Lewandowski is not the best player in the world, but he deserves and should get the Ballon d'Or um, because of what he's done, because of what he's accomplished, achieved. And um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Um, well, there you go. And Haaland, I don't know. 
Him, um, he, I don't know whether he's gonna get even better. I mean, it's pretty damn scary if he gets better, gets any better because he's already so damn freaking great. Um, I don't know. I really don't know whether he's gonna get better. I mean, he might get better a little bit, a little bit better, yeah. But you know, I have a, an, I take issue with people saying, <clears throat> "Oh, dude, Holland is so amazing right now." Oh, dude, wait until he's like in, in like five years. They're like pushing him up, like he's this supernatural being, and like <clears throat> there's a set age where you peak but there isn't every athlete every human being um, has a different prime and peaks differently I mean if, if we look at I don't know now I'm talking about Floyd Mayweather again but it, it, he says about himself I don't believe that by the way but he says uh, that he was in his prime when he was 17. I disagree. I totally disagree, by the way, but okay. Uh, he says that. Now, let's say that was true. Um, let's say that was true. 17, and then you decline. What if it's this uh, the same thing with Holland? 20, and he declines. Now, he can still be really damn good and still great and scoring goals. Absolutely. But on the same level, I don't know. I don't know about that, to be honest with you. I really, really don't know. But, um, yeah, just... Um, dude, the, the guy is 194. That's like, what, 6 foot 4? That's pretty damn tall. Damn. Damn. I swear that dude just looks like the 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 whitest the whitest person ever coming from the whitest place ever. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, he he's from what? He's from Norway after all. So after all, so you know that's not a surprise really. But damn, he's white. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wish him all the best. I, I really do. Even though I'm a fan of Bayern Munich. There you go. And he's playing for Borussia Dortmund. Their um, arch nemesis. Like their, their, their huge rival, right? Their biggest rival in the Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, that's interesting because they only became their uh, Bayern's biggest rival and arch nemesis because of Jürgen Klopp because of how great he uh, built up Borussia Dortmund because Borussia Dortmund wasn't that good they were they were pretty good yeah but they were only finishing like in like sixth position back in the day I remember I remember watching the Bundesliga uh, back back when I was still interested <laughs> um, and then they only came in like sixth position in the final Bundesliga league table and that's it sixth position is no number two or number one you know uh, it's not even close to that by the way this season 
They actually didn't do so well. No. Mm, and that's why they were thinking maybe Holland will change the team. Uh, now I gotta look up uh, Dortmund um, Bundesliga. Uh, I don't know table. Fourth position. Damn, then. Oh, the, that's what it is right now. Okay. Oh, there are still two more games. All right then. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Bayern is safely. Deutsche Meister, right? Um. But damn. Wait. Why is it blue like that? Does that mean that they're gonna. Wait, fourth position is not. Champions League. No, third is. One, two, and third. Ah, dude, I've been out of the game. Oh, no, wait, it is Champions League group stage. Damn. According to Google, it is. Uh, that's surprising to me. But. But they're close, like Frankfurt is closing in only one point behind. That's going to be an interesting one, whether they, they actually make it or not. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know, dude. Ever since this pandemic hit, I've never, I, I haven't been too interested in sports. Nope. For the past two years, I have not cared about sports. Except. This is an exception, except for the Champions League last year when Bayern became the Champions League winner. I actually, I, I really got into that because I don't know, they were playing so good. And what was awesome was that so many of the Champions League games, like, dude, we got like the quarterfinals. Uh, or what the round of the last 16 and then the quarterfinals and the semi-finals and the final we got in like within two weeks two weeks roughly and that that was so awesome and I think they should do that more often um, yeah would kind of give the players more time you know, so you do the Bundesliga and the Premier League and the the the, the Syria the, the 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 national leagues. You do them. You do the national cups as well. You know, you can sprinkle them in there as well. And then, when all is said and done, then you do the Champions League. But then the, again, there's the group stages. That now that is a bit hmm, because that yeah. Because there's six games there. Mm. But, uh, maybe, okay, maybe that's not the best idea. I don't know. Because then it would be like the World Cup, which I would love. But but World Cup uh, doesn't have six games in the group stage as well. Um, Alright, I don't know. But it would just... Okay, they could do the group stages during the, 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 the national leagues and the national cups. And then when the Bundesliga, the, the Premier League, Serie A, Liga, uh, La Liga, all of them are over. And the national cups as well. Then 
you do the knockout stages so round of the uh, the last 16 uh quarterfinals semifinals and the final you do them at the end to to kind of give give off this this big climax you know and then you do you do it within like mm, three weeks is that cool maybe four weeks four weeks i'll wait now you gotta have the second leg Ah, oh, dude, this is becoming increasingly difficult. <laughs> mm. I don't know, dude. Six weeks, dude. I just want them to 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 be more like a. I don't think it's a good idea to space the Champions League out like that. I don't like that. I really don't. You know, give him the awesome bit. At the end so I only have to pay one month for the zone and not have to freaking uh, get get myself the zone all over again uh, I didn't get myself the zone at all no no I was like nah it's not worth it I'm not gonna get it for the final either heck it's just one game and whatever dude um, I, you know I would have gotten it maybe and uh, I thought about it because Canelo was fighting Billy Joe Saunders. And I was like, damn. Dude, what happened to his cheekbone? Like, it kind of broke. That was... That was... Oh, my God. I mean, Jesus. That, that must be such a horrible injury. And actually really, really damn freaking dangerous. And boxing is such a... Such a dangerous sport. It really is. And Canelo can punch. Mm -hmm. God damn God damn Alright, we've been doing this podcast for quite a while now Let me let me talk about Let me talk about Two, C, two TV shows that I watched and finished um, This week Right The first one that I would like to talk about Is um, Invincible that's right. It's only eight episodes long. It's an Amazon Prime video uh, show, season one, and uh, I watched it, and I freaking loved the superhero show uh, for adults, mind you, for adults definitely. I mean, dude, that, that was one of the most, some of the most violent animation I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, goddamn, they they went all out, like even showing children slaughtered, like. Or are they showing them not as they they're being slaughtered, but when they're dead and then with blood and God damn. And dude, I mean, watch the show. It's it's uh it's freaking great. It is freaking such a great show. Absolutely loved it. Can't wait for season two next year. And um, I, I also posted my top six favorite characters ranked. All right. Um, number six, Alan the Alien, who was voiced by Seth Rogen. And I didn't realize that until the end when I had when I wanted to do my list. And then I, uh, as I was w making my list, I was like, okay, well, what could his name be? So I was looking at IMDb and then I saw a character called Ellen the Alien and 
it said Seth Rogen, and I was like, what? Is this Seth Rogen? And I was listening to his voice, and I was like, oh, yes, it is. It is Seth Rogen. It didn't even feel that way. <laughs> no, I didn't even recognize his voice because there, there, there was, um, what do you call that? What would you call that? There was, um, God damn it. Distortion, is that what it is? His voice was edited, that's for sure. They, they, they did something to it uh, to make it sound more of an alien, I guess. I don't know. Uh, or he did, or maybe that was all him. I don't know, but great, great, great. Love that character. <laughs> Absolutely great character. Number five, Robot. That's right, he's just called Robot. Such a cool character arc that character goes through and he cares. He cares. For number four, Amanda, also known as Monster Girl. That's a pretty damn cool character. Number three, Samantha Eve Wilkins. Adam Eve. That's right. That's a pretty... I love that character, man. She is so awesome. Gosh, I could have... I, maybe... Dude, I was thinking maybe I should have put her at number one. Seriously. Uh, number two, Mark Grayson, the... Main character, Invincible. Um, yeah, he's just a cool kid. And um, it's just awesome seeing him get, you know, get his powers and trying to deal with them. You know, reminded me a lot of um, Peter Parker in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Um, kind of trying to keep his uh, identity uh, hidden. Uh, or his secret identity, because his secret identity identity is Spider-Man uh, and he tries to hide it obviously Nolan Grayson number one Omni-Man who was voiced by J.K. Simmons I put him as number one uh, I don't now after watching the last episode I don't know why <laughs> I don't know Um, it, it's just the um, Just, just, just watch the first episode, everybody. Just, just, just watch the first episode of Invincible, and then the ending. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah. But how great is it to to have uh, J.K. Simmons back? Yeah, I can't. I cannot talk about the character itself because it would be uh, quite a spoiler. He's the the father of Invincible, basically of Mark Grayson, of our protagonist. And it's just, it's really awesome, man. This show, uh, Invincible is better than The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. There you go. I'm uh, comparing the, these two with one another because they were both running at the same time, pretty much. Uh, yeah, right. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, what did I want to, what did I want to, oh, yeah. How I Met Your Mother. I'm done with that show. And um, loved it. What a great show. I mean, seriously. Dude. I love, love j just the concept of, of How I Met Your Mother. Five characters who have become such true and loyal friends. 
um, meet each, you know, see each other every once in a while, you know, at a bar late at night, yeah. And then they hang out. They hang out at a bar, at the same bar, sitting in the exact same place, you know, at the same table. At the exact same table every single night that they go to a McLaren's pub. Man, man, I checked that out on the internet whether there was a bar called that, and unfortunately, not really. I couldn't find it. No, but I, I want to go to. But there was a, uh, inspired by a, a, or no. A, a show that um. They they kind of started their own bar after that. Some some people, um, because they were in, because they wanted to pay tribute to you know, how much mother show I guess. Oh shoot! Uh, Robert De Niro injures leg while on location for new movie. Could delay production. He's seventy seven, man. Killers of the Flower Moon, the one with DiCaprio, directed by Scorsese. I cannot wait to watch that film. I hope De Niro is going to be fine. You know, whenever you have like um, an old uh, actor injuring something on themselves, on them, uh, that always has me concerned. It does. Um, because they could die, you know, and I don't want De Niro to die. No, same thing with Pacino and same thing with, with Clint Eastwood. Dude, the man is 90 years old and he's still making movies. He's still making movies, man. Still making movies at 90. I cannot believe that the man refuses to retire. And I appreciate that so much. I love Clint Eastwood for that. For so many reasons. For that and for and for so, uh, so many other reasons. Um, uh, from his film work. I'm not talking about his personal life. Heck no. Because um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bit... Uh, let's just call it... Um, I don't know, traditional, I guess. Oh, he's turning, hopefully turning. Um, 91 in 17 days. Wow. Dude, I mean, he, he's a man from the year 1930. 1930. But, yeah, I know, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, dude, he's a racist. I don't think he's a racist. No, I don't think so. Now, I do think he's a bit... Mm, he's a bit rugged. He's a bit... He's No, there's no way. I don't think he's a racist. Mm -mm. But he's definitely a bit, you know, old school. Um... A bit more suspicious, maybe. Has. Mm, 
some more controversial opinions. <laughs> but hey, I don't care. I don't care about an actor's personal life. All I want is to see their work. And I will judge their work by their work, by their performance. Right. I'll take the personal life out of that. Absolutely. Same thing with Kevin Spacey. A, a horrible human being as far as what has been told by the media. Um, I mean, I haven't been there. I don't know what happened. So I cannot comment on... Uh, you know, that, that's why I don't judge. I, I'm, not, I'm just saying, according to the media, he's a horrible human being. However, as an actor, he's absolutely great. I mean, just watch the movie Seven, for instance, or or the the hit TV show, uh, Netflix show, uh, House of Cards. He's so great in that show. Yeah. And um, there's so many other uh, great roles he's uh, been in. Again, him as a human being. Uh uh, absolute no go. I would not want to be in one room with him. Though, to be fair, I think I could handle myself because if he touches me I'll just throw punches but then again he could sue me and be like oh he just punched me in the face um, okay maybe you know what <laughs> maybe I wouldn't want to be in the same room with him as him yeah uh, maybe not be because of not because I'm, I'm scared that he would do something to me anything to me no I'm not scared of that heck no because I can punch. I can. Absolutely. And I'm young. The, the man's old. He's like 60 now. Um, yeah, and I don't care how much fight he has. He still has in him. Uh, his days are... His days are over. Yeah. They are. He's 60, 61. Damn. The man's old. Great actor. But a uh, fucking asshole, fucking piece of shit in real life, as it seems. You know? And, you know, th that just makes the movie, uh, his, like, real life story, um, just makes you really uncomfortable when you watch the film American Beauty. Because in American Beauty, he plays a, he's a, plays a creep who's into a teenage girl. Now that's just creepy. And what he did in real life like is just pedophilic behavior. I mean, ah, dude. God, I don't even want to talk about that. It's so disgusting. And yeah, it is. Um, he was great in the film, but it makes it really creepy with the context of real life put in there. Uh, makes you uncomfortable. Makes you uncomfortable, definitely does. I've also always wondered how much uh, um, uh, a movie that an actor has been working on, or even a director, but mostly an actor, how much a movie can corrupt an actor and change them as a person. You know, Rob Downey Jr., I believe, once said that him playing... Tony Stark made him a better human being. 
Um, I think what he meant by that was that since Tony Stark is not a flaw flawless character, he's a flawed character, and is growing, and kind of wants to leave his past behind, and do good for the world. That Rob Downey Jr. kind of saw himself in that scenario where he really, I mean, his past uh, for the people who know, uh, really was bad. And Iron Man saved him, the film saved him, and Iron Man saved Tony Stark. And Iron Man saved Rob Downey Jr., specific, most specifically, his career. So, you have that meta moment between the two. Um, and I think that's quite fascinating. But what if an actor is playing a role where they play a serial killer and they, they play him so sick and just so mental that they that they're never the same anymore? You know, let's say Kevin Spacey now I think that the allegations are actually before he did seven, but let's say that his his role for seven Messed him up so badly that he became this monster in real life. It's a possibility because some people really struggle separating the role from their real life. Al Pacino struggled with it uh, because The Godfather, and I believe more even more so The Godfather Part Two really took a toll on him and, and really followed him uh, for quite a while as well as playing Tony Montana and Scarface you know that also had a took a lot out of Pacino he said in, in interviews and uh, Robert Duvall for instance now Rob De Niro same thing there when he played the the Godfather the, the Godfather part 2 uh, that also um Took some time for him uh, to to let go of that character, but um, then uh, Robert Duvall, I believe it was, I think so. He said, uh, "No, he's a character actor." I believe is that the term? I don't know, but he he's able to separate work from uh, real life, and um, you know, some actors. I mean, some of the greatest actors of all time have not been able to do that. Al Pacino, Rob De Niro. You know, they're very much so in that role. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough, you know, especially for actors because they gotta pretend that they're another human being. And you, it must be pretty difficult. Absolutely. And, uh, oh my gosh, how did I go off from talking about how I met your mother about? How did I even get here? Ah, uh, oh God, <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, I'm absolutely the worst, totally. Right. All right then. Let me <laughs> let me talk about the characters ranked. Uh, Number five, Robin Shabatsky. Yeah, out of the five, Robin is the, the one that I think is... Um, mm, she's high. She actually got a good character arc finally in in season eight and nine, I feel like. Yeah. I think they, they made a pretty good character 
in those two seasons um, gave her more heart, more substance, more just stuff that would stick and uh, that I enjoyed more personally. Uh, her storylines I thought were better in season 8 and 9 than they were in the seasons before that, personally. So that's what I think. Number 4, Lily Aldrin. Number 3, Marshall Erickson. And number 2, Ted Mosby, our protagonist. And number one, the the goat, the playboy, the player with the playbook, Bonnie Stinson. I mean, dude, Neil Patrick Harris. When you talk about actors who were born to, you know, for the role, for specific roles, um, well, it's Neil Patrick Harris for for uh, playing Barney Stinson. Neil Patrick Harris playing Barney Stinson. Is like Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark, like Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, like um, Robert De Niro playing a gangster, <laughs> right? Or like Joe Pesci playing a gangster. I mean, uh, there are actually quite a few great gangster actors. Pacino, obviously, Brando, uh, but, you know, it, it just is like that, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris just, I think, deserves to get that type of recognition, because he played his role so incredibly well, that the way he looked, and that's how amazing of an actor he is, he is a homosexual in real life, but... He is the most heterosexual a man could possibly be in How I Met Your Mother. Just bangs one chick after another. And that's why my, he's my favorite character. <laughs> nah, he's, he's such a good character. He's the best. Come on, guys. I mean, when you watch How I Met Your Mother, he's the best. I mean, come on. There's not even a, a debate. Like, come on. Come on, dude. It's, it's, it's... It's Barney Stinson, all right. You know, and with his bro code, and and there's that one homage about the episode uh, that that kind of describes how Barney Stinson became Barney Stinson, and that really reminded me of Joker, <laughs> and um, yeah, ah, dude, I love this show. I thought they ended it. Do you know what's interesting? I um. When I watched the finale, and I know like so many people hate the finale, um, at first I was like, no, 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 what are they doing? I mean, this is this is great, but no, I didn't want this to happen. So I was like, this is great, but I didn't want this to happen. And then I kept thinking about it more and more. I kept watching videos. I saw an alternative, alternate, alternate. <laughs> I saw an alternate landing, landing, ending, uh, for crying out loud, um, of uh, how much about that, and I was like, it was an alternate landing, I guess somebody just edited one scene out, uh, but then I was like, they should have edited it like this, uh, but whatever, dude, no, um, and then I was like, yeah, and then I kind of, I kind of, I, I was kind of, then I started getting pissed, because I was like, no, they should have. They should have not, like, 
gone with this ending that they went with. They should have gone differently. And um, then I was like, finally, because that's the that's what I feel right now. Um, I accepted it, and I uh, I'm actually I'm grateful that they went that way. Yeah. Also talking about uh, having uh, Neil Patrick Harris talking about the How I Met Your Mother finale also kind of helped me reassure that um, it was actually a pretty damn good finale. It was. And now I'm at this point. Yep. Um, it, 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 they ended it uh, in a very good way. I think so. I I literally went through all five stages of grief in an hour after the How I Met Your Mother finale. So, denial, that was me at first. Then anger, again, me pissed off. Bargaining. Uh, well, that, that one. Mm, yeah, because I was like, ah, yeah, we have the alternate scene. <laughs> then depression. Why did they end it like that? And then acceptance. You know what? It's actually kind of okay. So I accepted it. And then, then I was like, yeah, it's a great ending. So, I don't know. It's just a... <laughs> Definitely very, very interesting. Uh, that I don't know. Now, now I'm like, the ending was great. But even if you don't think the ending was great. So what? You don't like the final two episodes of How I Met Your Mother. What about the other 206? The ones that made you love these characters. And um, love their storylines, care for them, cry for them, laugh with them. What about what about that? Have you forgotten all, all about that, huh? Just because of the finale? Just because the finale didn't perfectly stick with you. Yeah. And I think because of what How I Met Your Mother now is, it's a very personal story and you now understand why the the, the, the shtick of the show is happening, why it why it's there, you know. Um I cannot spoil again, and I don't want to even give a hint of what the story would be and uh, what it ends with. I don't want to give a hint. That's why I'm being really careful with my wording here. Um, yeah, let's just leave it at that. You know, uh, definitely. But loved it, loved it, loved the show. Um, they were genuinely genuinely episodes that made me cry i i on 100 percent i'm being 100 percent serious here and uh <laughs> yeah it was a it was a rough one uh but you know all right th that's enough for how i met your mother and uh invincible now let me finally talk about relationships everybody and this is exactly why i decided to start off my own reddit account so I could just go on Reddit um, and kind of just check out some relationship stuff people need advice with 
Now, instead of answering them, you know, helping them out on Reddit, they can listen to the podcast. Ah, oh, what a whore. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, you don't even want to get relationship advice from me. Probably not. I don't know. I've never been in a relationship before. So, you know, do you really want one from me? Huh? Is that what you want? You want a, want a relationship advice from me? Okay. I'll give it to you. Um, so, yeah, let me just, let me just start off, uh, yeah, that's why I decided, you know what, Reddit is a pretty good platform for that, they write a lot of stuff on there, there's a lot of vocal people, uh, on there, and, um, wait, where is that other post that I had saved? Wait, I... Oh, wait, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I, I uh, thankfully screenshotted one of them. Alright. Wait, where is it? Where is it? Screenshots? Okay, here. Um, okay, there you go. And this is gonna be... Well, since this podcast is 18 plus anyways, uh, let's just talk about it right now. My boyfriend has a small penis. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm here for advice. I'm having a bit of an issue that I prefer not to bring up with my boyfriend directly. He has a very small penis. I'd guess around three inches erect. Oh my god. And a proportional thickness. <laughs> oh my god. Did she measure it? Um... We've never talked about the size of his penis, but and I'm honestly not sure if he even knows how small it is compared to most guys. I can't imagine bringing it up to him hey, like, Hey, boyfriend, so about your small dick? <laughs> yeah, no thank you on that, lol. Oh gosh, I fucking hate lol. Whatever, dude. Fuck. Fucking fuck that expression, lol. is so stupid. Anyway, sex sucks, like, a lot. Uh, oh my god. Dude, I swear, the way she writes, it's like, it's like she's stop. she's actually talking into, she's talking and then, dude, this is not written language. I'm supposed to become a teacher now and I'm reading this shit, ah, miss me. Um, I can't really feel him when he's in me, <laughs> probably, mostly because of his thickness and less because of his length my favorite thing to do with him is anal because i feel his dick more but it doesn't happen often i've thought about bringing up cock sleeves in a haha so goofy right let's try for the lulz haha kind of way dude i swear i hate this kind of writing whatever dude um it just feels like it would be super emasculating though yeah yeah it would be heck yeah what do I do? Essentially, I want more anal without telling him it's because his dick is small and I want any solutions you guys might have for ways to enjoy vaginal sex more. I don't want to hurt his ego in any way. Thanks, everyone. Oh, my God. I mean, this this is just this is just tragic. It really is. I mean, what am I? Oh, boy. This is the thing about guys. One of the, one of the most sensitive subject matters for guys is 
they're thick and they're thick sides because it's kind it's the thing that makes us well it's literally the thing it's the thing that makes us men you know and it's like oh yeah how, how big your package is you know um it's a tough one what can i tell you um it, i don't know for, for a guy telling him he has a small dick it's like like for a girl to say that to a guy i mean it's, it's like literally the worst thing a guy could ever hear probably um or uh, okay maybe not the worst but one of the worst ones for some people it would be the worst thing to hear yeah um because it's that guys or a lot of guys are insecure about their dick size you know because they're kind of like yeah i don't know whether it's big enough you know i don't know whether it's thick enough i don't know whether this that you know so at all costs you should avoid that conversation at all cost you know like if it's small <laughs> if it's big then heck, heck go for it whatever say whatever you want um, um, but uh, dude it's tough one it's a really, really tough one it's like telling a girl she's fat is it like that maybe maybe it is it's oh no wait hold on I'll do you one better it's like telling an insecure girl about her weight that she's fat you know a girl who was who is already really insecure about her weight telling her she's fat that it's like that you know I think it is I think that's actually a pretty good comparison um, and uh, yeah I mean how are you supposed to do that you know well you you love him, I guess. I don't know. You didn't write that at all, uh, but I, I, I guess you do, because um, you're with him. Well, that that should be the reason. Well, wait, hold on. Not once has she written that she loves him very much. Um, only thing she wrote was, "I don't want to hurt his ego in any way." Yeah, uh, she did not write that she loves him. Now, I know she doesn't have to write it. It's just that clearly when she's writing something like this, she wouldn't, she would know that people would say, oh, just leave him. So therefore, you should absolutely write that you love him very much and don't want to leave him and, you know, I don't see any of that in that text that she just wrote. All she talked about was his dick size. And I'm sorry, sweetheart, if that's a problem, leave. If that's really your biggest problem, then, uh, well, I'm sorry I had to break this to you, but you are not meant to be with him. I don't know, maybe, aren't there some like stretching exercises where you could like, penis length isn't isn't that a thing I think it is I think that exists uh, I don't know if, if it like properly works or whatever dude but you can do that right like suggested to just be like 
Ah, uh, dude. I mean, maybe you can... This is actually a tough one. Yeah. But then again, it, look. Is that the only thing bothering you about him? But it seems like you really are a bit of a nympho, you know? Oh, I like it anal. Because... I don't feel it inside me. Really? Ugh. I mean, I get it. You want to have your, you know, you want to have satisfying sex. I get it. It's just. No, I totally get it. No. Um, I don't know. If it's, if it's a deal breaker for you, leave. If not, if you can deal with it which it doesn't read itself like you are able to deal with that then uh, you're gonna have to let him go right it's all about how much do you care about that I mean he can please you other ways right um, I don't know it's all about do you love him and is it a do is it a deal breaker that's all it is. It's open to you. Literally. So yeah. There you go. That's my answer. You gotta you gotta decide whether you love him and whether you love him so much that you don't even care about that. But now that having read your article, uh, I gotta say I think it is a deal breaker for you. And uh, therefore, my, I suppose, recommendation would be to leave him. That's my suggestion. Probably, unless you really love him, which it did. I'm just saying that because it didn't sound like you actually did. So, you know, if you love him, uh, then you wouldn't care about that uh, or it wouldn't be a deal breaker. But if you don't love him. You gotta go. And if you don't love him, stop wasting his time and stop wasting your time. You're just wasting each other's time because now on the one side he's thinking that he's gonna he's gonna be with a uh, that he ha has a girl and po possibly a future with her, and um, and th then you're just thinking, oh no, uh, I don't think this is really gonna work out. I'm not so happy with a couple of things that are wrong quote-unquote with this guy whatever and um then uh you know next minute you blink uh he, he's gonna freaking propose to you and ask you to marry him and uh yeah what you're gonna do then huh? uh no i'm sorry i i, I yeah i'm sorry I, I don't think we can do this uh uh you know you're a great guy but uh you know the sex uh the dick is so small I don't know, it's just, just, what are you going to do, right? Leave him. It's a, it clearly bugs you so much that you're going to write an entire Reddit article about it. Leave him. It's it's over. It is. All right, we, ha we still have one more before I wrap it up. My, and I haven't read this one before. I haven't. So, and there is actually an edits, edited article. So, um as in an update 
And I haven't read this one yet. I haven't read it yet. I have no idea what it's about, really. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my... So, I guess the guy's 23 years old. And his wife is 26. Did I just... I think so, because he writes my, in brackets... 23m wife 26f i'm guessing 23 male 26 female that's my guess i don't know for sure let's just say the guy's 23 the 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 his wife is 26 all right so my wife can't separate kink from everyday life and it's getting embarrassing oh my god oh no oh no I think she, oh no, I think he just married a, a nympho, oh no, <laughs> this girl, oh no, I can already see, okay, this guy writes off by saying, I love my wife, great, there's already one thing that um, the other girl does not have in common, right, I love my wife, this is not a, divor a divorce worthy issue, lol, it's just very embarrassing. Without going into specific terminology or detail, <laughs> I dress as her doting wife. Is it doting? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look this up. Uh, what the f doting or do is it dotting? Hold on. Doting. Doting. All right, doting. All right, I dress as her doting wife. And she acts as a degrading husband. What? <laughs> what? 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 Oh no. Is this some like strap on shit? Uh uh. Without going into specific terminology or detail, I, dr I the man, dress as her devoting wife. And she acts, she acts as a degrading husband to me. <laughs> oh my god. If you're going to comment to make fun of me for this, please don't. I get it, it's a bit weird. <laughs> oh god, poor guy. Oh no. Oh no. This is so bad. We used to just do this sometimes, but quarantine <laughs> has let us kind of do full days of it. Oh my god. Anyway, the issue, sometimes she will passingly call me an offensive or feminine term outside of play or insult my masculinity in some way. I tell her she can't do that during a normal day and she apologizes, but she inevitably ends up doing it again she says it just slips out haha <laughs> and i can forgive that but when she calls me princess <laughs> in front of my mom i just want to die it would have been worse if it was a serious insult or something but that very well could have happened too oh my god hello princess <laughs> This has honestly stopped me from enjoying it. I miss vanilla sex. 
I told her I don't want to do it anymore, which she's still disappointed about, but respected. But she still messes up. Oh no. Is there any way I can drill into her head that that was in the bedroom and I'm very much a guy who doesn't want to be called those things in a regular setting. Just telling her doesn't work. There's a part of me that's worried she's permanently lost respect for me and may not even see me as a man anymore. Oh my god. Oi, that's a... Oh my god. Okay. Is there some psychological reason why she's doing it? Can it just slip out? Um, well... Uh, well, let, let me, let me, this was the first part of the story and I'll give you some, um, I'll, I'll, I'll comment on this quickly. Oh boy. Now I, I agree. This is not a divorce, a divorce worthy issue, especially not if the, you're, I don't know. Where did you go to the marriage counselor? Uh, and then asking, uh, and he's asking, uh, why are you leaving? And then just saying, uh, yo, you basically did switch, you know, switch roles for a while. And now she's calling me princess and all. <laughs> no, that's not a divorce worthy issue. And it shouldn't be. Uh, it's just very embarrassing. I agree. Um, it's very funny for the, um, you know, bystanders such as myself, who is not involved in the situation. Now, I, I, I am sure that it must be very, very uncomfortable for you. Um, Ah, uh, dude, that. <laughs> um, my advice would be. Now I don't know for how long she's been doing it because quarantine has obviously been going on for quite a while now. Now, if, if it, she's only been doing it for a couple of weeks now, or even like let's say two months, I say I'll say endure. A little more, you know, of that. Um, uh, yeah, um, uh, just, just wait a couple of more months without doing that kink again, <laughs> because if you do it, it's good. You, you're going to get into back into a uh, regression and, uh, she's going to call you princess and honey. Well, honey is okay, and um, uh, she, she, she's gonna call you things like uh, princess, oh, are you a little bitch, or uh, what are you, you little whore, I don't know, whatever, dude, um, she, she's gonna call you uh, women, uh, feminine terms, and uh, offensive feminine terms, so you gotta kind of, you know, um, you know, you gotta stop doing that kink that specifically. Now I think uh, what you could do is try different role playing. Absolutely. So what about uh, a different kink? <laughs> uh, she's the sexy police officer, right? In her outfit, the whole nine yards. She's got the uh, handcuffs on you, and you're the prisoner. And uh, that I think that's one. And um, You'd be the man because you are the man, and uh, she'd be the the the, the dominant 
police officer, I guess. And I think that could work. Um, yeah, because then, then, then that other kink will be... I don't know, just kind of suppressed over. Now, I, know, I don't know, maybe she's doing it on purpose because she wants to... Um... Hmm. Maybe maybe she wants to do it again. Or wait, hold on. Okay, so so okay, while they were doing it, she she called her those names. Um there's a part of me that worried that's where she's permanently lost respect for me and may not even see me as a man anymore. Is there some psychological reason why she's doing it? Can it just slip out? I don't know. Maybe she has lesbian interests. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's bisexual. You know, who knows that, that she's calling you a princess and all that. Maybe she needs a, a kid. You know, so so she can be all caring about. I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe quarantine has messed her up like that. I mean, there are so many maybes for this. Um. But. It yeah, so there you go. That's the first part. So you know, maybe try another kink. The the police. Thing maybe or maybe you're the two I don't know you're the teacher and she's the student you know that type of role play uh, then you would be the dominant force because I guess she needs that maybe to balance itself out because you were the submissive one and she was the dominant one so, so I guess you could switch roles like that but don't don't switch genders anymore don't ever do that again uh, no First of all, because it's really weird, but I'm not judging. Um, technically, I just did. I said uh, it's really weird. I mean, it is weird, but you know, role plays in sex are gen generally speaking quite weird, actually. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe you're the pilot and she's the flight attendant, huh? That there's another one for you. I would say just just push it kind of you know just 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 push it away from you uh, by or away from her by trying other role plays I think that would be an, uh, uh, why don't you try and do that huh all right now so she he follows up the article by saying um Uh, I sat my wife down and uh, we had to talk about the situation although a lot of the do it back suggestions were funny I didn't think they would help much um, what the do it back oh okay so so telling telling her like I don't know uh, uh, I don't know what what's a 
what are you uh like you you're just uh I, hey, what would you do that? Like, I don't know. How, how do you... You're just... Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know any any term. A guy would be called like that. Like, what? Offensive male term. Let me look this up. Because I'm sorry. Right now, I'm clearly my brain is freezing. Offensive male terms. Oops. Slang terms for men. There you go. That's what I needed. Fag stack. <laughs> what the heck is that? A fag stack. Uh, are, are slang terms uh, for a uh, heterosexual man who either enjoys, prefers the company of, or simply has numerous friends who are gay or bisexual people. And then you say fag stack and fruit fly. <laughs> How is this on Wikipedia? Oh, that's so jokes. Essex man. I've heard. Okay. The heck. What? Okay. Why is that in there? A stud. Um. Uh. Okay. There are not that many good ones. I don't know, just say a fag stack <laughs> to her, I guess. Say that. It's offensive and um, it's, uh, I, I guess, a male term, I guess, according to Wikipedia. Um, yeah, use that. <laughs> Instead of focusing on the slip-ups, I told her the results. She was making it impossible for me. Um, uh, but, 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 she made, wait, hold on, sorry. Instead of a, a totally result, she was making it impossible for me as her husband to be vulnerable with her at all. I love her, but the, 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 it never means anything, uh, well, when it, when it's, I love her, but no, you love her, period. No, I, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, I love her, but she was making me uncomfortable to even be around her because uh, I didn't know uh, when she was going to do it again. It was more than just sex. I didn't know what. Dude, I've been doing this podcast for over 19 minutes now. I'm, my, my brain, I'm like shutting down. <laughs> I gotta read sentences twice. She was making me uncomfortable to even be around her. Because I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he didn't even want to be around her because he was gonna. He was scared that that she was just gonna be like, "Hey, hey, uh, yeah, what's up, princess?" <laughs> okay, so so he was scared to even be in in you know next to her because she she might. Uh, she might uh, you know. Hit him with with some uh, feminine term. Um, it was more than just sex. As I expected, she started crying, but she dropped a bomb on me. She she's pregnant. Wow. She's pregnant. I've always wanted kids, 
So this is a very, very happy accident <laughs> for me. Well, talk about honesty, accidents, huh? This put everything into perspective for me, especially why the shift was so sudden. She said she's afraid of being locked into a mother role and losing the rest of her. She's afraid of getting ugly and me leaving her. Oh my God. Oh, dude. Uh, I told her I would never leave her and I would never view her as only a mother or even think of her as ugly. She associated pregnancy with someone violating her and her body because of her own trauma. Oh, God. And she was harboring all this resentment against me for it that she knew was wrong and these slip-ups that could make her feel better. That would make her feel better. Um, at first they were accidental, but then she realized she liked them and I couldn't stop doing it even if she felt guilty. Exactly what I was thinking. Like, uh, maybe she's just doing them on purpose so you got, yeah, yeah, but... I get that. As someone who has been abused, I recognize there are harmful patterns it's easy to fall into uh, while trying to reclaim your personhood. She made a point to say it wasn't an excuse and she was wrong to treat me like that. She suggested therapy on her own and said she never wanted to make me feel humi humiliated or unloved or unsupported ever again. I was thinking therapy as well, but I was like, mm, maybe she's not gonna do that. I'm surprised that she's even suggested it. Now the, the big question is whether she's even gonna fall through with it, you know, because saying one thing is um, obviously it's something completely different than actually doing it. Um, I'm posting this update because you guys really genuinely helped. Well, there you go. I was going to bed feeling like shit every day, thinking our relationship issues were on me be being sensitive or making her lose respect for me. Now I realize I have some self-confidence issues I need to work out or I need to work on. Uh, we're both going to pursue individual therapy and couples counseling and going relatively vanilla for the foreseeable future if there's ever been a wake-up call for both of us. It's this baby. I'm going to be a dad. I can barely believe it. I can't describe, can't even describe how I feel. Here's to hoping my kid doesn't find these posts one day. <laughs> uh, any first time parenting tips? Wow, that was great. That was a great story. Don't you think, don't you guys think so? That was a happy ending. Absolutely. You know, the man's becoming a father. He's genuinely happy. Uh, the mother's concerned. Well, that's not a happy ending, but, but, um, that's not happy, but yeah, uh, yeah. He loves her. He wants to be with her. They're seeking uh, what mer um, help, as in therapy, and um, what was the other place? <laughs> couples counseling, and well, individual therapy, right? And couples counseling. I think that's a good, uh, good idea, by the way. And um, yeah, as far as the sex goes, just stick to. Just uh, stick to some, some, you know, normal stuff first. And I'm sorry to have, um, but that you guys, uh, uh, you know, about the, the abuse, um, th that, that is always sad to hear. And, um, the fact that you guys both went through that, I'm sure that makes 
makes it easier for you um, to kind of understand the position that your wife is in, um, to, to, to feel uh, for her. Um, uh, and uh, the, 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 just this, the troubling and uh, weird situation that she's in, you know, and you can, I think you can kind of empathize with that because you know, you, because you have been abused as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. This sounds like, uh, I think you guys are going to be just fine. If, if that's your only problem, uh, she calling you a princess. Um, I mean, I get it. It would piss you off. And it's right. It's good that you're seeking therapy now that you're not waiting because a lot of the time in marriages, it builds up one little problem then you have another one over the years one more one more one more one more it just stacks up like a house like a huge huge skyscraper you know and you gotta demolish to very important to save that house that your marriage is you gotta you gotta you gotta cut down the house you gotta you gotta destroy the house of problems <laughs> Let's just call it that, you know, this other house that is being built over here. You got to destroy that. Because this is the house of problems that once it's finished uh, building or being built, then it's a skyscraper. And that means your marriage is over. You don't want that there to be a skyscraper. You want to demolish the house. All right. So while, while, while all over the years, while over the years it is being built upon problems and problems, small problems, sure, but they build up on each other. And once it reaches a certain height, then one of the, one of uh, the, the, either the, the husband or the wife snaps and he just goes off and then he lists all and then he's at the top of the skyscraper listing everything wrong with this marriage and then he's going all the way down to oh yeah what happened three years ago or seven years ago or 11 years ago you know and he's gonna list all of those things and then she's gonna list all of those things and it's gonna be a huge crisis you're gonna you guys are gonna get a divorce so you want to make sure when you're in a marriage you figure out your stuff your relationship early now, ideally, you don't run into those problems before the marriage because if you already have problems before the marriage, maybe marriage isn't the best thing um, for you too. Um, but yes, so since you two are in a relationship, I'm sure you, you, you haven't been together for that long. If you are 23 and your wife is 26, uh, if that's your age, I don't know because because it was just in brackets of 23M, I don't exactly know whether that's that but I'm just gonna guess it was it's that it is like that um, it, it's good that you that you're trying to fix it now and um, I, I to already go for therapy and couples counseling I think it's the right choice and uh, yeah that uh, I think that's it for the podcast I hope you guys enjoyed uh, let me know whether you actually liked um, me doing this reddit relationship advice stuff uh, I did this 
to me, was the best thing I've ever done on this podcast. I, I genuinely mean it. It's what I've always wanted to do. That's why I keep telling you guys to write in something. Um, at the Friday Night Podcast 2020 at gmail.com so that I can also answer these uh, those type of questions and uh, give you guys some advice because I think it's so much fun. And uh, yeah, like I said, today I think was a really good podcast that ended really strong and I enjoyed it a lot. I hope you guys did too. And um, yeah, that, that's it for today. For tonight, Friday night, damn, that was a long one. Absolutely. So yeah, everybody. Um, is there anything else for me to add before I forget something? You know, I always, always like um, realize later on when I'm done with the podcast. Oh, I I, did, I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. Uh, oh yeah, I started watching um, Castlevania yes yesterday in the evening uh, last night. Um, Watched two episodes. You know, it's this video game based series, and uh, seems pretty cool. You know, it's on Netflix. Pretty damn brutal as well. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> all right, and um, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm finishing off. I I, I talk for freaking loads of time. All right. Goddamn. Hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, let me know whether you like this uh, Reddit relationship advice format, and. Um, I'm just gonna let you enjoy the outro song Eyeball in the Drawer from Breaking Bad by Dave Porter or Dave Porter. Um, yeah. Everybody, make sure to stay safe, take care, and wear a condom. <laughs>